Hey everybody, Brandon here. Thanks so much for coming back to the Music Medicine Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to give you a quick disclaimer. This week I'm on the road, so our setup's a little bit different this week, and so the audio quality is a little bit worse. So, Steven cuts in and out a little bit, uh, and so we apologize for that. Hopefully he doesn't get in the way of enjoying the show this week. We're really excited this week. We are breaking down Misery Business by Paramore. We would really love it if you would send us some requests. What do you want us to break down? Email us at musicmedicinepodcast at yahoo.yahoo. Who uses Yahoo? At Gmail musicmedicinepodcast at gmail.com. That'd be great. We're really excited for today. Let's go. It's time for Music Medicine with Brandon Steve. All right, everybody. Welcome to the second ever Music Medicine Podcast. It's the best thing you'll ever hear. That's what the rev- the reviews flocked in last week. They flocked in. Everyone was freaking out, and they just came flocking in. Rolling Stone said, if you're going to listen to one thing, listen to the Music Medicine Podcast. New York Times said, this is a podcast that you should listen to. Um... Everyday Sunday newspaper said, don't forget it, the Music Medicine Podcast. Time Magazine said, this is a podcast. Is it a... They both said the same thing. No, New York Times said, this is a podcast you should listen to. Oh, I was confused. (laughs) That's clarified now. Well, hey, welcome back to... You came back, for those of you that have listened to the first one. If you didn't, that's okay, welcome. Here's what we do. My name's Bran... My name's Steve. And what we do is each week we review a song. It could be an old song, it could be a brand spanking new song, but we break it down. What makes this song good, good, bad? <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I breathe in and breathe out at the same time. Uh, what makes this song good or bad? And also, should we listen to it? Is the song good for our soul? Is it good mm. medicine, if you will? Mm, uh, mm. And then also at the end of the show, Dr. Stephen Gerges, the second. <laughs> Not a doctor. Will... <laughs> Are you a second? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but you will be talking about something medical related. Yeah, I'll, we'll see what we can come up with. <laughs> we'll see if they're in some way, shape, or form connected. Steve, uh, without, we don't want to waste any people's time. They have a lot to do. Things are happening. So then Steve, why are they listening to this podcast? Could you please tell us about the song we're going to review this week? Sorry. We're going to be listening to Misery Business by Paramore. Ooh, I'd love that song. Yeah, love and... It. And this song came out in 2007, so that's like kind of that little high school year for, I guess, a lot of the listeners listening to right now, that kind of, I don't know why that applies to them, but, you know, it was a great, I feel like Paramore really came out as one of the first female kind of like punk rock kind of things to really combat the blink one kind of thing going on at that time, so big fan. Yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. Well, you know what? Let's just listen to the song first, and then we'll break it down. 
um, music medicine style. So without further ado, here is the one, the only misery business by Paramore here on the Music Medicine Podcast. Misery business. Let's talk about it. Steve, um, give me your first memory of Misery Business, 2007, Riot album, Paramore, first memory. Yeah, I think I remember, I, like, for some, I, I didn't really watch MTV as a kid, but I remember one time, I think I was just trying to find something, and I came across MTV, and then this song was playing with the music video, and it was like, I think two girls at school, 
and like one is in a hallway, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. I'm just doing this based literally off that memory. Yeah. And that was my first memory of this song, and it was it was a good song. That's the yeah. first time I ever heard of Paramore too. I think. So for me, I heard of Paramore um, during their first album, which was not Riot, um, because Paramore began uh, touring the Christian festival uh, festival circuit. And so everyone thought that Paramore was a Christian band. And so uh. they put out this song, and it was super edgy because they're like a Christian band, but then they said the word whore in it. And everyone was like, what? Yeah. what? This is pushing boundaries. Uh, the song was That was really, a big deal. The song was really cool. Um, and then, like, everybody just was obsessed with the lead singer, naturally, because uh, she was awesome, and she sang yeah. cool songs. She was like and she punk, had orange hair. And she was, it was punk rock, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was Paramore. And uh, not nowadays, like Paramore is one of the biggest rock bands in America, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. The What was the, their latest single, Ain't It Fun or something like that? Ain't it fun, living in the uh, Don't yeah. go crying to, <laughs> to your mama. mama. Um, they're like a big deal now. That was like number one for a long time on the Billboard. So, yeah. Uh, Misery Business really put them on the map. So real yeah. quick, let's break down the song. Steve, what are some things that you like about the song? And what are some things, thinking back and listening to it just now, obviously, uh, what are some things that you like about the song and possibly don't like about the song? Does it hold up for you? Okay, before we do this, I'm going to do the exact same thing I did last week. I'm going to do a little snippet on the album just so we know exactly what we're getting with with the entire album as a whole, and then we'll go into the song. Uh, but this was a uh, released June twelfth, two thousand seven. Had some great singles such as "Misery Business," "Crush, Crush, Crush," and that's what you get. And I actually just listened to this whole album while running the other day, and then I jumped in the pool and I had it playing on the side. Still, just a good album all over. So, yeah, it is. Um, so now going to the actual song. Um, okay. Scale of one to ten. I can't tell if this is associated with nostalgia or not, and that's why I'm giving it such a high rating. But I would give it about a eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What works for you with it? I think that um, I don't know. I kind of like I was saying earlier. I feel like it was the first time that I heard a girl really getting onto that kind of Roxy in the way that they did. Like I said, there was like Simple Plan, Newfound Glory, Blink-182. You had that going on. And then you had stuff on the other end of the spectrum, kind of like Flyleaf, which is a little bit too screamo for me. Sure. So this was, like, this was like the happy intermediate of exactly what I wanted with a girl singer with the rock music. So that's fair. Uh, here's what I love about the song. I'm going to break it down in a few different mm-hmm. ways. First, I love the, um, the opening riff of the song. Ah, uh, yes. And one of the things that Paramore does really well, I don't know who their drummer is, Ah, um, mm-hmm. But the drums, mainly on this album, but also in the rest of them, I think they've had different drummers, so they're all just, I don't know if somebody writes the drum parts or something, but they're all really good. So like just the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Uh, it's a really great song to listen to because it's mixed really well. Like it, it sounds really good. It punches you in your face when you listen to it. Like going back to like you got Blank One Eighty Two, you got Simple Plan and stuff like that. Like the the emo, the punk rock, they they all kind of had like and I and I it, it is on purpose I think, but kind of the 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 not as mastered music to where it's like uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a garage type band. Um, yeah. Uh, and this was like really well produced, really well mastered. You could hear all the drum hits, you could hear all the all the guitar riffs really really well layered really well uh and so for that reason the song is really impressive because you take a punk rock song and you make it into something that's really enjoyable not only uh lyrically and as a song but musically it's actually really enjoyable to listen to like it's not just your standard punk rock song where it's like yeah 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 but it's Mm -hmm. actually really well crafted as far as the song goes I was a fan of that one part too, the uh, like the kind of the bridge they kind of had, where she says like, "I watched his wildest dreams come true," not one of them involving, and it kind of builds it up, yeah, yeah, and then like it just builds up to the point of one of them, I mean, wildest dreams come true, not one of them involving, and it just cuts out, and then it goes. Oh, so that was yeah, I was a big fan of that part. That was that's what makes that song for me. Yeah, so. as I think back to Paramore, uh, this album for me is the one that stands out uh, just from start to finish. Um, it seemed like, I think this was their sophomore album. I might be wrong Yeah, it was. There. No, you're um, right. Ames. Okay. So as far as sophomore albums go, it's really good. So what, a lot mm-hmm. of, what, what, what happens a lot to a band is they'll put out a, a, a great first album, and that's the one that you remember. Uh, yeah. And that's the one that's like, that's the best one. And so Paramore's first album was okay, and it did help get them on the scene. Like, people started to hear about Paramore. Um, and they had a couple of good songs, like Pressure, Can You Feel the Pressure? Oh, yeah, good one. Uh, but this one, for a sophomore album to be this good and to put the band on the scene like it did is really impressive. Like if you mm-hmm. think, if you think back to, to, I don't know, a lot of bands, like there's a, there's the one album that, that you always look back on and is like, that's the one it's, it's very rarely the fourth, fifth or sixth album, even though maybe the fourth, fifth or sixth album is still really good. And maybe musically and lyrically it's better. Yeah. It's not as good in your mind as that one. So for me, I, I've, I've listened to all the Paramore albums. Like Coldplay. Sure. Um, why not? So for me, for Paramore, this album, their sophomore album, is by far the best one. Like when I think back, I'm like, this is the one. So I don't know if it's nostalgia that does that. Like when I think of less, less, like Under Oath, I love Under Oath, um, but by far, You're Only Chasing Safety is the best album. Like mm. it's, it's just it's a no brainer. Even though musically, maybe it, it got better. I don't know, but that album, off the hook. Yeah, I mean, and their their albums afterwards were good. Their their last one that came out, Paramore. I don't know, I don't know the title of it. I forgot. It was called Paramore. Really? Well, that explains a lot. But uh, it was good, but it wasn't like the last. I think this one, the the um, Riot album, and then the one right after that one. I can't remember what that one was called. Oh gosh. Uh, anyway, Brave New World or something like that. That's the one that had only exception on it and all I the, think the, so. the radio single. Yeah, that one that one was a good one too. So. 
Yeah, they, so Misery Business was definitely more of a punk rock album. And then you get the one after that, which was a lot more kind of like what, how they are today. Like you still got some punk rock elements, but it's it's pretty radio friendly. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think Misery Business got a bunch of radio play. I might be wrong. I remember it being on the radio, but I don't remember it being on the radio like a lot. Yeah, like Ain't It Fun so. was like all over the place. Yeah. Somebody was seeing that the other day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So before we wrap this up and we go into the doctor's uh, segment, which I'm really excited mm. about today, maybe we'll, talk, yeah. maybe, maybe you'll talk about misery or you'll talk about business. <laughs> or maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> when you think back to the punk rock stage of your life, Steve, yeah, is Paramore one of the bands that come to mind? Is Misery Business one of the songs that comes to mind when you start thinking about punk rock music? For sure. I mean, you know, you know that I put together about a couple months ago my teen angst playlist, which Paramore I think is maybe song number four or five on there. I mean, they're they're on the top of the list of my punk rock uh, people that come to mind. I wasn't that they were the most punk rock people, but I think that they come to mind when I think about punk rock, especially when I was in high school and that's the kind of stuff I was listening to. Right. I think that yeah, for sure, they're up there with yeah. Glorian, those kind of things. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, when I think back to to those days, um, Paramore. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's. I don't. Michael. I guess I want to ask the question: Would Paramore have been as good of a band if it wasn't a girl lead singer? Like, would Misery Business still be that good? No. Or is it the fact that it's Haley Williams and she shreds it and it's awesome? Yep. That's exactly why. So, yeah. like, like that song is so good. And I don't want to say, like, like the fact that she's a girl is what makes it good. Because it is still a good song. But it adds that element to, like, this is so stinking punk rock. It's awesome. That's all. That's all i got to say about that. Um, so we'll, we will now transition into everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time for... Medical advice. Is that true? With Dr. Steve. We got a lot of comments. We got a lot of emails. You can email us, meadow, uh, the music medicine podcast at gmail.com. Request a song that you want us to review. Um, but we got a lot of emails. <clears throat> they flocked in that said, My favorite part of the show was Steven talking about schizophrenia last week. Yeah, man. And, and that was a personal, just, it made me feel good. Sure. Sure. New York, New York Times was even quoted saying, Steven feels good when he gets emails. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> All right. So what's today, Steve? What do you got? So I'm thinking Haley Williams kind of had that point where she kind of had orange hair, then she had red hair, then now she has who knows what colored hair. Yeah, who knows? So I figure why not talk about disorders that can cause colored hair, huh? That's a, that a great good idea. That's yeah. so good. Okay, so this is one that all of you have been tested for. All the Okay, so when you're born in the hospital as a baby, there's kind of a few things they check right off the bat because if you don't correct it right away, you can be in some trouble. So there's something called phenylketonuria, okay? And phenylketonuria, also known as PKU, usually to the average person, is a disease where usually when you eat your food, you get different types of uh, amino acids or proteins. And so um, this one can be, a baby can have a problem processing this kind of uh, amino acid. And so because of that, they don't get um, melanin, the thing that kind of colors your hair and your skin and everything. And so their hair actually comes out just pure white, like snow, like your everyday kind of albinism kind of hair too. That's the same idea too. You don't have melanin. So 
SPKU, what they do to take a little prick on the baby's heel. They take some blood, they run it through a machine, they go, your kid's good to go home. And they go home. Wow. Yeah, PKU, phenylketonuria. So when they get that little prick, does it help the hair go back to normal, or is it just like... Well, no, if they, if they take the prick and they find the kid has this disease of phenylketonuria, they'll, they find it in the blood. And so what they do is they um, tell the parents that the kids can only... You know when you go to the, the, um, the supermarket and you see Diet Coke, and on the back it says this contains phenylalanine? Uh-huh, sure. It, okay, well, on the back of Coke can... And it says this contains phenylalanine, and it's there because of this disease right here. Where if the kid drinks the phenylalanine, he will actually he can develop things if he's still in the development stages, like mental retardation. He can get um, like his seizures. He can get things like that. So it's something that they, uh, yeah, um, they make sure an- to watch for. Another disease, um, maybe you can touch on briefly. Um, like, uh, isn't there a disease or uh, what's it called? Where it's not a disease; it's a uh... What, what what were you about to say about hair or something like that? Not it's like not a disease. Al- albinism? No, whatever. Uh, it, where where people um, where people rip out their hair. Oh yeah, that's called um, search of the T, tri- not trichinella. It's uh something pretty close to that. And yeah, uh, oh, that's it. Trichotillomania. That's there it. it Trichotillomania. Okay. So that one is where they pull out their hair, and they actually it's a it's a weird thing. It, they'll eat their hair too. Some of them. And really? they they get human hairballs, yeah. Those things are called, uh, I think they're called a beavis, if I'm correct. Something close to that, yeah. So I think I saw that on My Strange uh, Addiction or something like that. Yeah, trichotillomania, yeah. What causes someone to do that? Just It's just a psychotic disorder. Weird. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, well, that brings us to the end of Music Medicine. We're excited next week. Steve, are you ready? Oh, yes. Wait, next, am I? <laughs> yes. Next week, we are going to break down the classic song, Back in Black by ACDC. Back in Black! I know that's, a, that's an obscure song. We got a request. We got an email from a guy named Jason who said, please review this song. I like Jason. He's yeah. a nice guy. So we, I don't know Jason. You can email us at uh, musicmedicinepodcast at gmail.com and say, hey, will you guys review this song? That'd be great. It helps us pick songs because we can't do it on our own. We don't know what you guys want to hear. Um, another thing that you can do that would help us out a lot is if you go to iTunes or whatever um, uh, podcasting app you use and simply hit subscribe. That helps us. It helps us go to the – so when people search music medicine or music podcast, the more subscribe subscribes we get the higher up we are on the ranks so uh, rather than having to search a bunch for us on those apps it helps us move up so if you would do that that'd be really great anything else? oh all right yeah no okay um no that's it yeah and if you want to hear any fun medical facts you can email us that too so yeah that's yeah, it great all right guys thanks for listening to the second episode of music medicine we'll be back next week with back in black by acdc Until peace then, up a town